Why have I quit my job? Why have I, you know, bought a van? And, and why am I going to drive around the country? Well, I'm passionate about the idea that you need to be heard. And I want to stitch these stories together across the states. We're going to find the commonalities. And it's going to be really an amazing experience. And I look forward to you joining me on the job. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Mental Health Today. Uh, this is Ken Stearns. I'm your host. And this is uh, all about mental health, uh, mental health, basically any topic around mental health. And we bring on uh, different people uh, across, really across the spectrum. And, and this means for me, it means people who are in the business of mental health, treating it, uh, people who are in the the, the, the financial side of it, that are helping that side, the healthcare side, the preventative side, uh, the creative side, uh, and then also trying to get different cuts, different views of different groups of people. Uh, what what does it look like for different people to, um, you know, first off, maybe changes in, in mental health, uh, their own mental health, mental awareness, uh, mental fitness, and how they're looking at that. And so kind of con continuing in that vein of of really doing a lot of different views at, at mental health. Um, I was a guest uh, on our next our next guest's uh, show, uh, Mike's. Uh, Mike, thanks for being a guest here on mine now and being part of the Beehive, kind of putting this thing together and getting a lot of different views on mental health today. And I think you've got a kind of an interesting one. Well, thanks, Ken. It's great to be here. And hello, everybody. Uh, my name is Mike Markowitz. I am the Director of Executive Programs at the University of Wisconsin-Milwaukee's Sheldon B. Lubars College of Business. And what I do there is uh, I'm uh, part of a, a group that provides non-credit executive education out to different organizations and, and different individual leaders uh, in a hope to develop leaders' skills and business acumen. I'm finishing up my eighth year here at UW-Milwaukee. And prior to that, I spent about 23 years or so in corporate America with various organizations, industries, uh, usually in some sort of learning or continuous improvement role, business mm -hmm. optimization, if you will. And I started focusing on developing leaders about 20 years ago. And just, uh, I, you know, it's been a great role for me. Uh, it's been a great spot for me uh, because I can just learn as much as I can and then try to pass that on and help other people. Yeah. I mean, you must have seen a lot of different types of leaders and, and different skill sets, different challenges uh, over the years. Absolutely. And, uh, you know, even today when I'm sitting in all the different programs that we do, there's there's always something I realize yeah, I've probably seen uh, all of our content multiple times, if not you know, hundreds of times. And yeah, yeah. always something I can get better at, something I should say, well, you know, I fall down on that every once in a while. I got to get re better and you know, redouble my efforts on that. So it's a constant learning. It's a lifelong learning thing for me. Yeah, that is that is pretty interesting. Um a good reminder, right. Of going back and, and the fundamentals, like you can't, Absolutely. you can't, you can't just drill those fundamentals. You go back to sports, right. When I was a kid, uh, that was what won football games in the end or won a basketball game, you know, sticking to the fundamentals. So I think leadership, same, same thing applies. Yep. Absolutely. And, you know, today, you know, a lot of stuff uh, really uh, does come down to the fundamentals of just general communication and uh, relationship mm -hmm. building and working with other people. Uh, it's, uh, you know, something I, I, sometimes people don't always want to do a lot of work in that space, but you can always get better and you're going to be better because of it. 
What do you, what changes have you seen in maybe either in the skill set, <clears throat> maybe kind of a both, maybe a, kind of give us a double, a double angle, yeah. but um, the skill set required and then the changes in the leaders that you see coming up or over time that have come up around, around emotional intelligence. I think things that these kind of future skill sets, you're going to see a lot of conversations around how leaders lead, you know, emotionally, not, you know, by strategy and by, you know, daily tasks, it's going to be more, you know, it's going to be more of a holistic leadership. And I'm not quite sure what it's going to look like, right. but maybe what are you seeing? Cause you're there on the ground and yeah, uh, you know, speaking of emotional intelligence, that is in literally every program that we do. <laughs> yes, uh, right. You know, it's it's the core of, of being a leader these days, and, and just you know, being a and leadership to me exists at on multiple levels. You know, there's the positional leaders who have formal uh, leadership responsibility, mm -hmm. but I believe everybody can be a leader, and, and everybody should be a leader. Mm -hmm. And uh, the core of that is is really to be emotionally intelligent, and how do you recognize? Uh, when things are happening to, you know, emotions are coming uh, or being triggered in your body and, and in your mind. And how do you recognize what's happening and then act with some thought instead of, uh, you know, just doing maybe what's your first reaction and which <laughs> reaction as sometimes, you know, as far as leaders go, I think, you know, the days of command and control are, uh, are waning, if not. Uh, almost yeah, yeah. Already left the building. Right. I mean, there, there's times for that. And there's, you know, when you're trying to get, you know, something wrote done and, uh, you know, there, there's yeah. there's a little bit of a space for that. But, you know, to be a really true, uh, a good leader these days, you've got to you know work more on the interpersonal skills. Uh, empathy has become even bigger than it has been. It's always been important, but now it's really big. And uh, mm. a lot of what I talk about these days are about workplace burnout and how can leaders help uh, themselves manage. Yes. Uh, yeah you know, chronic workplace stress, as I like to call it. And then how can they help others? Because if they can help themselves, they should be able to then help others after that. Yeah. And, and what did, I mean, that's, I mean, for me, this is a really great topic. Uh, the, the, the burnout and stress. I look back now knowing what I, what I, a, a crumb, all right. I know a crumb of what this topic is about. And I look back at my ogre ass self and, you know, just thinking about people going, why are they behaving like that? What are they doing? They, they're sucking at their job, honestly. Yeah. You know, and you're like, you're almost like angry because it's like, what are you doing? You know, and, and then now looking back going, actually, you know, that person did have a crazy responsibility, probably a, an absolute wreck of a team below them, you know, yeah. and they were just barely holding it together. Right. And we had zero empathy, like really bad. Yeah. And, you know, it's, it's something that, you know, chronic world workplace stresses has always been there, you know, yes, and yeah. it's just that, uh, and believe it or not, did you know that the World Health Organization classified workplace burnout as an official syndrome before COVID-19 even started? <laughs> oh, okay. Man. And, oh. you know, but we didn't talk about it really before COVID. Yeah. I mean, yeah, people burned out and, you know, you're I, it's like, a like it's almost like a duh. We yeah. already, you, I don't need the World Health Organization to tell me people are a mess at work. Exactly. And now, right, you see it. You know, I think one of the good things that came out of the pandemic, if there is such a thing, that, you know, going through this, people are a little more in tune to it. And, you know, before the pandemic, we certainly weren't talking about Sunday scaries, if you've heard of that, or bare minimum Mondays. Um, you know, and even today, I just read an article earlier this morning in my morning reading about how students 
uh, are increasingly refusing to go to school because they have anxiety uh, around going there. I've seen this, right. Um, You know, so it's just really scary. And, you know, millions of Americans every year uh, have, you know, some sort of mental health condition or or an episode. um, And that number keeps trending in the wrong direction. Hmm. And over half of them don't even reach out for help. So that, that is what, uh, you know, I'm kind of on a little bit of a mission to help people, you know, help leaders just, you know, you don't always have to put on a show as a, as a person or as an employee, as a, as a family member. Um, you know, it might look like on the surface, everything's okay, but, uh, you know, if you need some help, you should go out and get some and, and try to you know leverage your support system or even professional help if you need it. I think, I mean, what is your view on the kind of training you're doing, right? And, and you yep. you describe perfectly that response mechanism, right? The teaching people how to respond appropriately, like in a corporate environment under this, you know, and then obviously that translates to your, your interpersonal skills. I was, I feel really fortunate. I've shared this quite a few times, different platforms. I feel really lucky. I was a sales grinder driving around LA in my car with a tape cassettes and I had been turned on to motivational tapes, motivational speakers from the 20, from the forties, the sixties, uh, seventies, you know, pre Tony Robbins stuff. Sure. Um, Zig Ziglar, you know, yeah. I probably had about 20 Zig Ziglar tapes on the floor, the backseat of my car, you know, with, with, with in and out burger stains and, you know, Taco Bell wrapper. <laughs> I'd reach back there and just pull one out and whatever, whatever the universe said was that tape. That was the one that went in. I had about 20 of them in a pile. And, but that gave me so much good mind training and my you know, rem- teaching me how to control my mind. You know, yeah, you had a bad four days of prospecting, but you know, there's fine value in that. What did you learn? You know, what's so you got rejected, but what did you learn? You, you cross people off your list. That's great. And you found some kind of, you know, you kept some on your list. That's cool. Anyway, anyway, it was, I think that what you're doing is also has that same value of teaching people what we never get, which is how to, how to talk to yourself, how to have good, positive conversations before you act. Yeah. Yeah. The self-talk is so important. And I've done a couple of podcasts on that myself with some folks. Okay. And, okay. you know, the, the one thing I think that was kind of a big aha moment to me when uh, I started focusing more on this wellness and mindfulness uh, and uh, these types of topics and emotional intelligence is that nobody is immune to chronic workplace stress, right? Nobody's immune to it. We are constantly you know, we wake up in the morning and our, uh, I like to talk in terms of like our self-care battery, right? And our battery is getting depleted every day. Okay. And your job is to try to, you know, replenish that somehow, recharge it, replenish it. So it doesn't get down to zero. And you know, <laughs> our, our program uh, that we do, uh, we call it burn bright because we don't want you to burn out. We want you to burn okay. bright instead. Burn and, bright. Uh, I love it. Yeah, it was. Uh, it's actually created by the Center for Creative Leadership, which is you know globally recognized for their research uh, around leadership. Uh, and now, over the years, they've created a lot of great uh, learning development opportunities, and we're partners with them to deliver okay. this program. And you know, the whole concept starts with again with a self care battery. And if you think about your cell phone, right? Just about everybody's got one. How often do you check your cell phone's battery every day <laughs> to make sure it doesn't get down to that critical level or definitely down to zero? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Too all many. The time. We're checking these yeah, things all, all the time. time. How often are you checking your personal battery to make sure it doesn't get down to zero? Yeah. Right? Not know. nearly as much. And some people not at all. Right. Yeah. 
Not and at all. what happens is when you're not checking that battery, you know, you're getting that exhaustion setting in, you got the energy depletion, you can feel it, but you're not necessarily maybe acting about it. You know, you start, if it really gets bad, you're getting maybe a little more mentally distant from your job, a little mm. more negativity, negativity setting in some cynicism. And that's just, you know, not good for you, not good for your team. You're probably not being as effective as you can be. Uh, it leads to burnout, which is what we're seeing really manifest itself in this great resignation. And again, like, you know, the Sunday scaries mm. and the Monday minimalist stuff, um, you know, it's really just, you know, starting to snowball here. So, you know, the trick is really how do you, from an emotional intelligence standpoint, like we were talking about earlier, is how can you uh, not necessarily put on a front anymore and start looking at yeah. saying, I'm realizing that my battery is getting low. I've got to take some action here to, uh, you know, to get that up. Yeah. And that, and I think this, this level of training, if we can get, this is one way to really help the crisis, right? I, you know, I think we've got a real crisis on our hands and you can't, you know, therapists is not the answer, right? We don't have enough therapists now. Uh, you can't grow enough therapists in time. And it's not sustainable. Um, it's just, it's not, a, it's not the, it's not the answer. And, you know, for sure. So that's part of the solution. Uh, and it's a, been a mainstay. And I think the, the, the other backups that are coming in for people who are in real need uh, yep. to talk to a professional, the, the online remote stuff that's there. But I think the educational part is missing, you know, and I, I come back to that, you know, this, the self-talk and learning, you know, what is positive, you know, how to, <clears throat> how to recognize when your mind is starting to do crazy things and how to kind of, you know, get up off your chair and go stand in the, stand in the, in the grass naked, if you've got grass or, you know, whatever you have to do, but to get you, to give you some tool sets. Right. So we can, we can, we can address this stuff at a base level for ourselves. And then also you can judge when it's going past what you can help yourself. And then, you know, like, Oh, I need to yep. get help. Uh, and I think, that would be anyway. This is, seems to me the educational part is so important, and I, and I just wonder how we do it faster. Yeah, that's that is the the mission, right? That's the key. And you know, we've done this program with you know organizations that are recognized as I mean, we're talking in the top you know one percent of great companies to work for, if you will. Yes, yeah, uh, that are rated. And the people, the thing that's been really surprising to me is the, the leaders that these organizations are putting through our program, they are, they're all in the same boat and they're realizing, yeah, I'm not alone. I, you know, yes, yes, I wake up at three in the morning. We're all waking up at three in the morning. With <laughs> um, you know, time for, time for a meeting. No, just kidding. But, uh, you know, oh. everybody has something that they're working with. And yes. when we get people together to talk, you know, once we, we build that awareness and then we just get some small, you know, an hour a week for uh, four weeks, we'll get together with groups and we'll talk about, you know, sharing ideas and what's happening in their world. And, okay. you know, yeah. a lot of it really centers around three big things for, uh, okay. you know, the first one is sleep. Um, you know, what are your sleep patterns and, and how are you doing with sleep? Because that's kind of a huge element of this. You know, the other is new, uh, movement and then nutrition. You know, it's kind of like a triangle. Uh, if you can get those three things under control, you're going to have a better chance of managing kind of that day-to-day -day stresses and those things that are coming at you. Um, when you don't, you kind of fall into maybe what's called a, or what we could call an inadvertent vicious cycle. So, uh, you know, for example, like myself, right, if I'm working too much and then I try to go to bed, 
because uh, I'm working late. My brain's still spinning. Yes. And, yes. Uh, so I get a bad night of sleep. And then when I wake up in the morning, I'm probably making some bad decisions about food. Then I don't feel so good because I don't want to go work out. Right? Yeah, because you ate some you ate some garbage. Right, exactly. Then it's hard to fall asleep at night again because now <laughs> I just don't feel good. And then it just kind of, you know, and I'm waking up at 3 a.m. because I'm feeling bad about myself and about work and such. So, you know, this stuff can happen over and over again. And, you know, I've noticed now, you know, when things start getting a little out of control, I'm not feeling so good. Hey, let me get back to, let me get some nutrition in me, you know, some good nutrition. Let me get some movement going. And the sleep usually follows after. And then I'm usually a little more in control uh, of things. And I feel so like funny, you know, it's uh, really interesting what you just described. And I just realized I had, I, sh um, that I, I have to come back to you on something else, but I have um, in the jar foundation, one of the, the, Kind of fundamental ideas behind it so it's a little bit off topic but but kind of on i mean on topic for you and i sure uh, but probably off topic for the, for the show but maybe interesting for anybody listening because it'll be the future anyway one of the one of the ideas around the foundation was to create uh, kind of a self-funding ecosystem kind yeah. of a small ecosystem because foundations or nonprofits typically struggle with the money thing or if not struggle it's a, it's you know you're always got your hand out sure and you know, I'm a business person first, so I think I can create some businesses that are can feed back into the foundation and help fund a modest, a modest foundation doing modest stuff, but doing our own part. But I realized that the mental health part is really is is a is an outcome, right? It's a it's a symptom. Yep. And, you know, and the, and the healthcare is is managing that right. And psychologists were all managing it. But, you know, the part that's critical is this triangle. And I, so I have a strategy plan. I'll send you my deck, which has got jar movement, jar fuel, yeah. uh, jar knowledge. And wow. jar knowledge is around the stuff that you're doing. And then yeah. the, what you just, you just talked. And I was saying, it's like a triangle in the middle. If you've got all those three right, you know, you've got some skills on how to talk to you. If you've got skills, how to talk to yourself, you've got good food going in yeah. and you've got movement happening. In the center of that is probably a pretty balanced overall mental fitness yep yeah you definitely should be in, in a good position to to be able to combat you know that stress and such and you know one yeah, thing about yeah. nutrition too I, I came across this a while back and uh it, another huge aha moment for me on my learning journey and my leadership journey is you know you talk about nutrition and i was kind of trying to focus on losing weight at the time and uh ended up losing 70 pounds uh and uh you know been able to oh, keep man. it off which has been great uh man best change management project of my life right um but what i didn't realize and somebody said to me you know you're focused so much on what you're putting into your body you know physically putting into your body yeah are you also focused on what you're putting mentally into your body right yeah absolutely so um you know and it just as an example when you know i was starting to look at all the covid numbers long before it really hit I was trying to say, you know, something's going on here. Let me keep an eye on this. And you know, these cases are going up. And, uh, you know, pretty much before it really hit the mainstream and the world started getting shut down and such. And then after it got shut down, I was just drawn to all this news and all this kind of negative stuff. And finally, I realized I just had a moment. And I said, I can't I can't be watching this anymore. You know, yeah. I, I've got to limit my intake of this yes. from a mental standpoint. Yep. And things changed for me. Got, you know, I got a lot happier, felt a little more in control. 
So now I'm much more careful about what I put into my brain as well as what I put into my body. Uh, it'll always be a work in progress, but you know, when you think about you know what you're putting into your body from a food standpoint, don't forget about the mental standpoint too. Yeah, I mean, um, just coming across those uh, the the experiments about uh, voice. And uh, there was one, I think it was oatmeal. can't remember if it was, it was rice, basically white rice. Mm -hmm. And you cook, you cook these jars, you know, cook some rice, and you put it in two jars. And one, you leave them on the counter. And you come out every morning or every night, maybe twice or three times a day, and you just shout angry, nasty words at one jar. And the other jar, you tell it it's beautiful and I love you and, you know, you're the wonderful. And after a bit of time... One jar stays white and the other one doesn't. Yep. Um, and it just, it's been repeated with water and for with sand, like obviously with sand and they come out with these beautiful, you know, a different frequency. So it just, if, if imagine sound has got that power as well, visually, whatever you're putting into your, your mind yep. and also data and, and right. Jeez, man. It's scary to think how we miss how powerful some of that is. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And then, you know, when we're teaching emotional intelligence, we'll talk about emotional contagion. So, you know, just how your your mood is catchy and especially if you're a leader. So, you know, if, if anybody's had worked for somebody who has you can kind of tell what kind of day you're having just when that person. walks <laughs> through the door. Yes. Yes. You know, it's far too common that people do that. So, you know, you're you got to watch how do you show up and how can you be your best self every day? How you show up. Right. Yeah. So, you know, how can you be your best self every day, whether it's at work yeah. or with your family, with your friends, you know, or just with, you know, perfect strangers when you're out and about, right? How can you be your best self? Yeah. Put yourself in a position to be that way. Yeah. That's a beautiful thought, right? It's just yeah. um, trying to be that, uh, trying to be the best person in the room. You can it'd be the best version of yourself. Right. Yeah. Cause right. if you're not, it's going to be contagious. And if you are, it's going to be contagious too, which is a good thing, right? So you can, uh, you know, just a smile sometimes can help. I, I was on vacation with my family. We were down in, uh, in Orlando and we had to switch hotels uh, for part of the trip. And um, we checked in, at you know, kind of later in the well, middle, middle of the evening, but, you know, the end of the day per se. And I was just talking to the you know, receptionist and, and the person checking me in. And at the end, she just stopped and she's like, hey, you know, thanks for smiling. I really appreciated that. And Whoa. I was like, oh, I'm like, you're welcome. And she's like, yeah, it's been a really rough day. And she's like, it was just nice here at the end of the day to have somebody just smiling at me. And yeah, you know, I, I wasn't doing it on purpose or anything. I was just, that's just who I am. And it was really nice because, you know, you hear these stories sometimes of people who, um, you know, are kind of on their last, their last nerve, their last rope. Yeah, and, uh, it's a real thing. And they just want someone to say hello to them or say yeah. or acknowledge them. And you never know who that is. So if you can you know, put out some positive energy into the world, uh, you know, you could really help somebody and not even know it. But luckily, this woman was nice enough to to say something to me about it. Dan, yeah, just I mean, that'll feed you for another hundred thousand smiles. Right. Exactly. You know? <laughs> I mean, that's that's enough food right there. And that's a super honey right there. Yeah. A super exactly. food. Yeah. Um, what are you I mean, maybe describe how what is it like going through your program? Uh, maybe share a little. Can you share yeah. a little bit about the program? Yeah, thanks. Um, so yeah, it's it's a hybrid program. So essentially, there's uh, it's ideally four weeks long, and we'll do a kickoff meeting at the beginning, and then you have a week to complete about three hours of online content at your own pace. 
the only thing we ask is that uh, you're usually going through the program with a group of people. So there are some online discussions. So try to at least okay. maybe do a, a first pass earlier in the week and then come back later to respond to some people and get some conversation going online. And each week talks about something big. So you know, one week is about sleep and one week's about nutrition and, you know, et cetera, like that. Uh, and then there's some tools along the way to maybe track your habits uh, and such. So the more you put into it, you know, the better off you are. And then at the end of each week, uh, I facilitate a live discussion for an hour. And this is where we uh, get everyone kind of sharing what's going on in their world and, uh, you know, create a safe environment for that, mm. a safe space. And people can start sharing things. So they might share, uh, you know, recipes for nutrition or you know, what cool. are their tactics to, uh, you know, when they wake up at three in the morning, how do they fall back asleep? Or how do they, uh, you know, what types of movement things are they doing? Um, you know, another thing that we talk about is really just what brings you joy. And mm -hmm. uh, what are some things you maybe do in the summer that help you with all these things? And then how does that change when you go to winter? Right? Yeah. Because, uh, you know, we had some people, they were like, yeah, I was really good on movement in the summer. But, you know, we live in Milwaukee and in Wisconsin, so it's a lot of backyard barbecues and bratwurst and beers and things like that. So maybe I wasn't going to make the best nutrition choices in the summer, but I was doing really good at movement and I was yeah, sleeping yeah, good. Yeah, exactly. And I was having fun. You know, but now the winter is like, okay, I can't, you know, I'm not going to be doing as much of that stuff and I can't do the same stuff outside that maybe I yeah. wanted to. Uh, so, you know, we talked about how do you make that transition and what are some things that you can do? Um and, you know, it was great, all these ideas people started sharing and all these recipes and, you know, whether it be weekly trivia night to go out with friends or movie night or just a date night type of thing. Um, you know, that that's more winter type stuff. But then the summer, you've got all sorts of things you can do out here. Uh, so a lot of sharing uh, each week and uh, and helping each other out and building. It's, it's great cool. team building. It's great uh, just camaraderie and such and gets people you know away from their desk for a little while and, and talking about themselves, which is great. Um, another thing we talk about, we spend quite a bit on here is, is gratitude too. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, how do you express that every day? It could be something as simple as just thinking about you know, every day, three things that you're grateful for. Right. And, uh, making sure that those are different things every day. You can't just always say, well, I'm grateful for family and I'm grateful to be, you know, above ground. Uh, you know, try to come up with something specific to that day. Uh, and you can take that as long as you want. Nice. You, know, you, you could, you, as far as you want. Some people like to write it down or some people like to write thank you notes to people or reach out to others. Um, that's great. You know, but as long as you at least spend a couple minutes reflecting and thinking about, yeah, today wasn't all bad. You know, here's some things that are, that were, that were good. Um, and sometimes if it's a bad day, you know, just getting up is a win, right? So celebrate oh, your yeah. win, whatever they are, celebrate them and, uh, you know, you're going to have some good days and some bad days, but, uh, you know, the good days will turn, unfortunately, into maybe some bad days here and there, but bad days turn into good days. It's, you know, this is life, right? It's, yeah. it's ups and downs. And I, and I think the, you know, I think a lot of what, um, a lot of what we can do is give people these skill sets. I mean, the stuff yeah. you're, the stuff, the practical stuff that you're doing is critical, you know, critical to managing yourself and, and kind of helping others. Like you said, if you can. Yeah recognize that you're carrying this energy this ball of energy around and if you're a big sourpuss you know you're going to spoil you know you're going to pretty much ruin every room you walk into right uh, literally like you said you can pour you know your energy is there and it's palpable yeah absolutely. Um, start getting on that negative frequency everybody uh 
I didn't realize this, but I just, I, I interviewed for my jar. I interviewed a musician um, uh, here uh, and in Springfield. I'm in Missouri right now. So I uh, interviewed a musician and he's telling me, oh yeah, we're talking about frequencies. And I uh, come to find out that the guitar can be tuned. I didn't know this. You know, I understand the tuning. I understand, sure. but but there's a frequency as well that you can tune to. Oh, I didn't know that. Okay. Yeah. So, um, so he, you know, taught me about the one that is a very good, you know, mellow, very, very, very beautiful one. But the one that they have on you on default is not actually a really pleasant frequency for the human body. So actually from the app and actually the, the normal standard frequency is not a great one for the you know human body. It doesn't resonate. Yeah, I had no idea. So, um, you know, opened up my app and he showed me the frequency part. You dial it in and it's a it's very strange. Your guitar is totally out of tune. <laughs> obviously right because you change right. and then it drops kind of down a little bit is what right. it was dropped down a bit and and but it sounds exactly the same to my ear which is very weird sure yeah but it's apparently it's it's it, re it resonates differently yeah okay great um i'm just loving this you know the sound parts of this and the healing uh part around sound and then music uh yeah. the healing stuff that we're seeing with music i've had a guest on this show uh jj um uh i'm sorry nick nick johnson and icc and i was talking about music as a healing and how it helps the brain yeah music therapy absolutely yeah music therapy mm -hmm. right music therapy so music could also be part of your um in your curriculum guys do you talk about sound like did you talk about music and and or is that shared among the peers a little bit yeah some people do you know we, we talk about that as one of the tactics uh to use yeah. especially maybe in like a wind down routine or um in, in the morning maybe just listen to some you know music i, I know when i was in college and uh, i was having trouble sleeping and such i would listen to classical music and that helped me uh for instance and just kind of yeah. settled me down and you know helped me get to sleep oh i love it yeah it's been Mike. It's been a it's been a lot of fun. Very interesting. You did not disappoint. Um, you know, not that I expected that to happen, but I mean, more like the the surprise part of coming up with the the movement and the nutrition sure. part. I I love it. Uh, the synchronicity there. No, it's been great. I appreciate it. And yeah, just to, if I could share a couple final thoughts for everybody. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. I want to. Yeah, I invite you to kind of have take your time and and yeah. just share some thoughts. Yeah, just you know, again as a as a leadership person and, you know, someone who tries to help, uh, you know, create better leaders out there. And, uh, you know, I think as a leader, you know, the first thing set, set the example and build small habits for yourself. So mm -hmm. take that, uh, you know, on the airplane, the safety briefing, you know, put your mask on first, then you can help others. Right. So kind of that concept and, uh, really a lot of it comes down to listening. And I know we all think we're great at listening. Trust me, we can all get better at listening myself included. Uh, because if you're listening and you're really watching what's happening from a body language standpoint, you know, people will tell you what's happening with them. They might not use words, but mm. if you're really paying attention, I, I think yes. you can, you can yeah. figure it out and uh, you can get a, a little better um, connection with people. And as a leader, I believe in having strong connections with not only you know, your direct reports, but people who are around you and, and people who are uh, maybe that you report to. And, you know, part of being a leader is really creating a psychologically safe environment. So people can mm -hmm. come up and say, you know, I'm having, I'm not having a great day. I'm struggling with whatever. And you can listen to them and hear what they're saying. And you don't necessarily have to solve their problems. You don't need to take their problems on, but sometimes people just want to be heard. 
and uh, you know, just being able to listen to people uh, and maybe point them in a direction if they do need maybe more of a you know, employee assistance program uh, resource or maybe more professional resources. Uh, you know, that's something as a leader you can always be up on and, and, and help people. Um, but it, you know, in final words, I would just say is you know, give yourself some grace when it's a bad day. And give other people grace when it's a bad day for them. And, you know, if you need help, go get it, uh, whether it's your support system, family member, or something more professional. But yeah, give yourself some grace. It's, uh, you know, every day is not an easy one. So you can, uh, but you can get through it. It's really great. I, I love all those. I love all those pointers, man. Real stuff, especially the grace part, giving everybody some grace. And uh, it just makes us a better human as we kind of walk through life. Thanks again, Mike. Uh, thanks again, everybody, for supporting the JAR. Uh, I'm sorry, the JAR, the JAR, as well as the JAR Foundation, and then most importantly, Mental Health Today. Uh, you can. This podcast will be ultimately posted on uh, Apple, uh, the iTunes uh, platform, as, <clears throat> excuse me, as well as uh, Spotify, and all the other regular platforms where you can find that. I think in the links. But until uh, until then. See you soon. And I'll see you on the other side, Mike. Hang on. Yeah, loose, baby. But we're about to go and make this vessel with these great professionals yeah. in public glass. We're not part of the community, but we're from Woo. the outer family of glass blowing. Yeah, we're going to go make a magical giant jar with optic lenses so that if you turn it it changes all the time so if you change the way you look at things the things you look at change